the boys of NASCAR were at Richmond Raceway over the weekend on Sunday where Kyle Larson, the five-car, got the win for his first win of the year. So much for uh, the Hendrick boys cheating. And we, of course, always talk to Chief Talking Racing. Checks in with us as we rehash the weekend. Chief, how you doing today, man? Doing good, bud. How are you? Uh, I've been better. <clears throat> yeah, you, you sound like you need a hottie toddy or something, right? What What the heck's a hottie toddy? A hottie toddy. It's a drink to get you over your, your uh, cure. I've done, um, I feel fine. It's just, my voice just sounds weird. I've done uh, tea today. I've done throat lozenges and everything. And it's just, I don't know. It's just whatever. It's going to be what it's going to be. Right. Well, it's, a hottie toddy is a uh, it's a bourbon cocktail. Oh, did you? I would so, say, did you uh, just look it up? I, I know you. Yeah. I know you like bourbon. More of a whiskey guy, but okay. Right, bourbon whiskey, whatever you know. It's not the same. It's not good. Don't even pretend like it's the same. I'm just saying it, it. It's all hey, it's brown. So put it down, okay? <laughs> hey, so um, you know, Richmond. Last week we went into this race both unenthusiastic about it, right? Because it generally. It's just a blah race. They just get single file everything. Kyle Larson gets the win. Uh, some drama did happen during it. But what do you think of the Richmond race after it's over now? I thought it was a lot better than what I was expecting. Uh, I thought I the, uh, the tire fall off was a great storyline. Uh, we saw that going on throughout the day. We saw some pretty good passing, some multiple grooves there early. And, uh, then, you know, a little bit of drama there in between, which always makes for uh, some excitement in a good race. And uh, we got a, another first-time winner this year. So, hey, I, I thought overall uh, my expectations were pretty low. I thought they exceeded them. Now, if, and, and I agree. It was better than I was expecting 100%, which was fun. There was actually some things to watch. It wasn't just spread out and, you know, 80 laps, you know, 100 laps of green racing where nobody did anything. So it was fun to watch. But what's coming out of this story you know, well, first of all, uh, William Byron's car and Alex Bowman's car were both taken to the R&D center. Is Hendrick's kind of panicking today? I know it's standard, you know, they take certain cars, but is Hendrick kind of panicking today after uh, with their suspensions earlier? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, NASCAR is definitely going to uh, fine-tooth uh, those. It's kind of <laughs> like the, uh, the whole steroid thing in the NFL where these drug tests, you know, they're not random. And uh, I tell you right now, they're, these – taking the cars back to R&D aren't going to be random for probably the next couple of weeks. Uh, I guess we'll have to see how a uh, colleague and Denny Hamlin's appeal will go, but uh, they might go uh, back to the R&D center a little bit too here coming up in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> right. So Kyle Larson gets to win. Josh Berry, who's filling in for Chase Elliott, gets second place, right? Another Hendrick car there. Ross Chastain finishes third. Christopher Bell, my pick, uh, you know, finished fourth there. I thought he had a chance to win it. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know, just, did, I don't know, if I if I say Christopher Bell things, uh, to not get up there, but I mean, uh, you know, uh, it was just uh, interesting watching him, but these Chevrolets are fast on these little short courses, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of fun watching, uh, you know, the Joe Gibbs guys actually give a run for these Chevy guys. I mean, the first half of the race, dominated by William Byron and Kyle Larson, then Larson uh, had a little pit road issue where he, him and Daniel Suarez made contact, and kind of ruined uh, you know, some of Kyle Larson's day there in the middle of the race, but then he came back hard and fought at the end. And, uh, I mean, the Toyotas, I mean, Martin Truex Jr. should have won that race, but a late race pit stop, you know, I talked about the tire wear earlier. He did not have new tires. He had tires that were six laps old, and they dropped him all the way from first or from second when he got that restart, all the way back to 11th and just yeah. seven laps. 
Like, <laughs> that's a rough thing. And then I guess after the race, his crew chief, uh, they said, hey, man, what, what the heck happened? He's like, oh, we put scuffs on it. He's like, well, you didn't tell me. And, uh, you know, he said a few choice words to him. He's like, well, they really need to tell you. Who you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. I mean NASCAR only lots these guys, you know, uh, X amount of set of tires. I forget what the number was this past weekend, but, you know, Truex and Co., they went through all of them because uh, there's a lot of early cautions there with, you know, obviously a caution coming out for competition, caution reason, because there was no on-track time for the weekend with that qualifying practice, both getting rained out. So they threw a competition caution. Guys came in and got tires after 30 laps, and they got tires 40 laps later. You know, there was cautions in between there where guys came in and got tires. So, I mean, guys were using that allotment uh, pretty early there, which is something I probably wouldn't have done, probably held on to it. And I think if uh, Martin Truex did, they probably uh, would be in victory lane right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's that strategy is what I love about this, man. You gamble and you gamble wrong. Uh, it's going to cost you a lot, which you saw, because like you said, Martin Truex was really fast out there until that end there. Look, you know, um, you know, Ross Chastain continues to be blamed for stuff that isn't his fault out there, right? That's just going to be the way it goes. But let me ask you this, because I'm all over Denny Hamlin. I'm just all over him right now with a bunch of stuff going on, um, uh, you know, couple other guys out there um but look when you're preaching about the respectability in the now there's no respect in the in the garage drivers don't respect each other they're not following the rules of nascar out on the track blah 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 you can't keep saying that and then every week be in an be in an incident that most weeks are your fault right yeah Phoenix, Arizona's own, uh, J.J. Haley uh, got the short of the stick on that one. And I know Diddy came out and, you know, J.J. obviously made comments and basically the same thing you just said. Like, hey, you can't preach respect and then do something like that on the racetrack when we're 50 laps into a race. Uh, Diddy Hamlin uh, went 30, on his podcast uh, 32 the other laps. day and said, hey, you know, why would I wreck a guy for 30th? Well, Diddy, why wouldn't you wreck a guy for 30th? You literally had a fast car in the first stage. You had a pit road penalty because you're too fast. So you're probably a little bit mad, right? And then J.J. Yaley, of all cars, I mean, let's be fair, Rick Ware Racing shouldn't pass a Joe Gibbs Racing car any day of the week. Well, J.J. Yaley comes up, passes you, got a little bit into you, he he doored him. All right, like I'm not going to say J.J. didn't door him. And then he just came back and said, all right, well, hey, you know that slight contact? Screw you, I'm already pissed. I'm just going to take you out right now. Like, he totally did it on purpose. Can't tell me he didn't do it otherwise. Uh, well, he drove right to the back of him, right to the side of him. When, uh, like, he didn't know that turn was coming. Like, he was shocked that the uh, turn was coming up, right? And he didn't realize he had a break. But that's just my that's my biggest problem with this is when you complain constantly about other drivers, you cannot be the guy that is then taking out other drivers. And especially, like you said, you know, a team that, quite frankly, is a backmarker, right? They're just out there getting laps and, and trying to get what they can get out there. You shouldn't even be in competition with them. And you're taking those guys out now? It's almost, I feel like he's almost doing it just for the podcast at this point. Well, I know he did come out and say, you know, he, he's going to reach out to those guys and see if he could help them out with anything. So, I mean, if he does that, I guess he'll be a little bit more stand-upable. Uh, but, I mean, he's the moment. I probably got the best yeah. of him there. Hey, hey, I'm sorry I knocked you out of the race and you finished uh, 36th. Uh, you know, with a team that, you know, could have, quite frankly, they could have finished middle of the pack in this race, if not higher. Hey, sorry I ruined your day. Let me see if I can uh, get you some free tires or something. It doesn't make it better, right? Well, maybe it gives them something more than free tires. I don't know. I mean, 
fifty k. I don't know. I don't know what you get him. <laughs> I, mean, I, just, say, maybe just throws in some parts for his car. I, I love the arguments going on about everything, but I'm just man. He is just rubbing me the wrong way, Hamlin, with just this constant complaining left and right, and it's mostly him, and that's what's driving me nuts about it. It's it's just driving me nuts. Am, am I alone in this? Like somebody's got to sit him down and say, "Hey, man." Go race your race and stop worrying about what other people are doing because you look like an idiot not doing your job out there. Yeah, but it's like one of those catch-22 type things because I feel like Denny right now is like he's trying to set himself up for post-racing career right now. Uh, you know, he's on the podcast doing the, you know, with Dirty Mo Media. That's Dell Jr.'s company uh, who has his podcast uh, three times a week now. And they're trying to build that thing up. And I feel like this is something that Denny – you know, he he likes talking about racing. He could probably be a TV analyst anywhere, or maybe not really necessarily the analyst up in the booth, but maybe one of those guys on, like, the weekly talk show, the weekly hit that, you know, hey, let's talk about so-and-so and so-and-so, or call me right now. So I feel like he's trying to set himself up for post-racing career. And with that, I mean, yeah, people obviously are going to listen in the industry and I don't know. It's kind of like, do people want to race Denny a certain way just to be talked about a little bit, too? I mean, yeah. I feel like Denny's kind of setting himself up for that post-career, and some of these other guys could be, potentially, trying to uh, be heard on the podcast. I don't, I'm don't. i not I'm not too sure what's going on there, but uh, I, I feel like Denny has to worry about what other people are doing just because he does talk about it for an hour and a half every Monday. Yeah, I mean, that is the other perspective on it, where guys will race him differently, especially like a J.J. Yaley, right? Where, you know, hey, I can my No, you haven't heard that name unless you're, you know, in the scene. You haven't heard that name in forever, right? And then all of a sudden now we're talking about it, um, you know, because he was involved in that. But uh, it was just interesting to see. But this week we have another ho-hum of a race, right? The Bristol Dirt Track. We'll talk about that at the end of the week uh, coming our way. Anything else you want to put to bed on uh, Richmond before we get to something really important? Uh, I'm glad Christopher Bell looked at the footage and realized that Chastain did it, Chastain him. But I do love that everybody on Twitter right yes. now is just talking about how they're getting Chastained. If you uh, didn't, yeah, if you didn't people see. People like, oh, I stubbed yeah. my toe, Chastain strikes again. Even uh, even better, I'm seeing people put, like, Ross Chastain into, like, you know, um, you know, like battle scenes and being like the Brit- the British got Chastain and then Ross is leading the the Brit- British into like a war that they lost. You know, it's pretty freaking funny. Yeah, it's, it's like the Forrest Gump right now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's just the most yeah, hilarious thing ever. Everything. Um, but yeah, that's that's it's just the world we live in now, where Ross Chastain's going to get blamed for everything, regardless of what happens out there. He he could be like in the pits or like day done for the day, something will happen and they'll be like. Was that the one car? Did the one car do that to us? You know, so. But, but I do like his comments. I mean, first off, Bob Pockers was reaching for his story on yeah. Saturday. I get it's raining, but I mean, you know, Kyle made a kind of a tongue in cheek, sarcastic comment. Kyle Bush, of course, and uh, they're talking about, oh, what do you think about Ross is doing? He's like, I don't know, maybe we need some glasses. Like, don't know what to tell you, Bob. You know, just kind of a tongue in cheek thing. Then Bob goes up to Ross. Hey, man, Kyle Bush said you need some glasses because you can't see anything out there on the racetrack. And Ross is like, well, he hasn't come and talked to me yet. Uh, you know, I was a bad look by Bob Parker. So he was a well-respected journalist in uh, in NASCAR. And then uh, also, I guess, uh, Ross, after Bill, you know, made his comments. Ross said, well, tell him to come talk to me. We'll, we'll hash it out right now. So I do like that uh, Ross is always open and willing to uh, meet with drivers. Yeah. He is. Uh, whether he messes up or not, he'll have a conversation with you about it, right? And, and that's what he needs. But, look, the most important thing over the weekend, uh, WrestleMania, you were there on Sunday. 
uh, there. First of all, could you see anything from your seats where you were at? Yeah, the view was great, actually. Um, look, look, looked, uh, looked pretty far away from the ring. But, you know, it's weird, like, the whole camera. Like, I'm always trying to make it, like, all right, let me see, like, how, what my eyes see based on what your phone sees, right? Because it's well, a totally different, like, aspect. But, no, it, it, the seats are great. You can see the ring there. On the, uh, we're on the hard camera side there. We were uh, in a suite up there at SoFi Stadium just yeah, keep, above the uh, the second level there. I mean, yeah, if you haven't been to SoFi, go. That place is awesome. Keep, bra- keep, keep bragging about Lovely your seat. Use. Yeah, keep bragging about your seat like you do. Yeah. Um, I'm well, just saying, I know that's where I was. I mean, so I know because my phone did that with raw. Like I show people the wide shot of where I sat for raw and people are like, Oh, it looks like I was sitting in upper level. And I'm like, I wasn't, I was like 15 rows up, man. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so I, I get and a lot it. of my pictures. I'm trying to get the wide shot. Cause you got to get the stage in there. Like the WrestleMania stage was phenomenal. They knocked it out of the park. So I'm like, I'm trying yeah. to get the stage in the ring. Like you'd be like, look, I can see both. I don't know, right? Yeah, no, you it was get the stage. it was phenomenal the way they came out and everything. I loved, I loved it that production side of it. But look, let's get to the the matter at hand. How awful was that ending? What was the crowd's reaction when Roman Reigns, uh, you know, solo comes in and uh, you know attacks Cody, and then of course Roman wins it? Uh, what was the reaction from the crowd there? Because in my house. Uh, there was outrage galore, first of all, and all over Twitter there was outrage galore. We're still where there's outrage today, and even last night, you know, on Raw, too. So what was it like there? Uh, I mean, it, it was the same. A, a lot of booze, but, you know, also you get the WrestleMania crowd. I mean, a lot of cheers, a lot of appreciation for what both those competitors did in the match. And I, I feel like the, the to the outrage, look, guys, it's a chase, okay? Like, what has Cody Rhodes done since he's come back? Let's be real. Let's look at it here. He won three matches against the same opponent in Seth Rollins, got hurt, missed seven months, came back at number 30 in the Royal Rumble, won that, gets to main event WrestleMania. Like, he's only been to four pay-per-views before this match. I mean, he got to wrestle or to main event WrestleMania, which is huge in itself. But now you got to build him up. Like, last night, got his ass kicked by Brock Lesnar. This is just another corner for Cody. you got to go through the gauntlet a little bit before you get that title. It's not the fact that he like lost. It. It's not the fact that he lost the title. It's that in that showcase, Roman. Like I love the interference and all that stuff up until that point where that's where he lost it. You cannot lose it. That you cannot win it that way. It makes you look cheap as a as the tribal chief. It makes you look cheap to have a guy come in and do that at the end. It shouldn't have happened that way. It's I'm fine with him winning it. It was just a joke of a message there. Now, of course, Vince is back in uh, yeah, Ro- Roman, they're building him up, I believe, like the, the chicken bleep hill. You know, like that's the hill that always needs help. And, you know, now, I mean, yeah. he's already got a storyline, right? Like his story is still bloodline stuff. Like, hey, Jimmy and Jake, what's going with those guys? Well, it all goes through Roman, right? So, I mean, there's still stories galore going on in this whole thing. No, I, I get it. They're going to get to, well, they're gonna get him to 1,000. Uh, did you see uh, McMahon... Um, you know, uh, break his knee. Like, were you? Was it obvious that it was not uh, fake when it happened to life? Oh yeah, like you, you could tell. I mean, definitely because you see, like, I don't know what the TV showed or whatever. I think they just kind of showed nope. Miz right there. It but went, yeah, it went straight. Saw, 
It went straight to Miz's face, like a close up on Miz's face. Yeah. You know, well, you saw so the you ref. You see the trainers come in oh, and grab right. him. Like, it wasn't, you know, the, the fake trainers that you got at the end of Raw last yeah. night. <laughs> it was the real deal trainers that uh, came out to uh, check on Shane. And even same with that, uh, you know, the Finn Balor Hell in the Cell bump yeah. where he uh, took a ladder right off the head. And my gosh, see that was, what was that, like a 10 inch gas oh. he had on his head? Yeah. He that showed it yesterday. In the ring on the spot. Like, holy cow. That was insane. Well, like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, you knew it was real because the ref stepped in in front of uh, Miz, you know, like, and the, then Miz realizes it and they go close to him. But it was kind of cool how, um, you know, I mean, it was annoying on television because you could see them telling Snoop what to do, you know, like the ref was like people's elbow, people's. Uh, she said it like five times, and then he does yeah. the people's elbow, you know, and then uh, the Miz is on the ground going, "Cover me, cover me, cover me," you know, and you could see that on TV. But it was cool how they improvised on it. But man, and, and I saw it right there. I mean, Snoop stepped up big in that imp- improvisation. Like, oh hey, oh yeah, what no. we're gonna do here? Go punch him. All right, cool. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, you know, put yourself in that spot when he's just supposed to do that and then be done. And now they're like, he's like, oh, I got to do something? Okay, let's do it, you know? <laughs> hey, Snoop Dogg, you're about to get your first win at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Right. Well, that's why he's the Hall of Famer, right? So, yeah. Exactly. But overall, I thought it was a great event. Uh, the News Endeavor, they, they purchased WWE. We'll see how that goes. Like. So far, so good, I think. I don't know. Nothing's going to change. Uh, well, if Endeavor's like they did with – nothing's changed in UFC since they bought them. Nothing yeah, at all. Yeah, I know people so, are all like, oh, they're going to keep Vince McMahon after all that uh, stuff he did last year. It's like, dude, they kept Dana White after bitch slapping his wife on yeah, New Year's Eve. Like, right. why would they get rid of Vince now <laughs> for so much money? No, you're not wrong, right? So um, <laughs> I just – they need to keep Vince out of the creative side. You saw that last night with the rumors with that Raw last night was just a joke. And they need to keep him out of that uh, that side of it. That run the business side, whatever. If you want well, to. Well, it's funny though. Yeah, I was talking to Izzy about that before we went on here, and I was like, I find it funny that people are like, "Oh, that Raw sucked." Well, that Raw after Mania was the first Raw after Mania without Vince. Like Vince is the surprise guy. He is the shot guy. And you got none of that last night. No, but it's the predictable shocks, if you want to call it that way, right? No, they. Uh, from what I was reading, they rewrote a couple things that actually were going to be really good, and he took them out and rewrote it with some uh, with some sleeper stuff in there, you know, in terms of the fighting and stuff like that, which is what he does. You know, he's, he's very formulaic. Let's put it that way. He'd be very and, good. And I, and I know he said that, hey, I'll only be there for like you know, kind of like the bigger picture yeah. type thing. I mean, look, he was obviously in L.A. for WrestleMania. All right. It's not like he's just going to, all right, let me go grab a seat and, uh, you know, drink some beers. No, he's going to be involved. Like, that's his baby, right? Like, if you see some stuff, like, he created WrestleMania, right? Like, 39 years ago. That was his vision. So, I mean, obviously, he's going to be back there a little bit. I don't know how much creative control he has. I mean, probably some persuasion a little bit. But uh, I don't think he's going to be going to Minot, North Dakota for a SmackDown in July. Well, well, you're right on that, right? So, all right, man. Well, get out of here. I appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you later in the week and talk a little Bristol dirt racing later on in the week. All right, get yourself some, get yourself some whiskey. You can make a hot time with whiskey. Do some whiskey, lemon juice, whatever else, honey. Drink that. You'll be fine. I'm out of here in 15 minutes, and I'm going to go get sloshed. There you go. <laughs> all right, see you, man. Later.